Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. This when somebody get ready to shout, Jesus has the keys to death and hell. That means, that means the devil can't just open up hell and throw you in it. That means you have to reject Jesus to go to hell. Or accept him and go to heaven. It will come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Elikam, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe. Wow. The Bible says Jesus is clothed with righteousness. He has the robe of righteousness. Listen to this prophetic thing about Jesus. I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy belt, thy girdle. How many of you glad for the belt of truth? And I will commit thy government into his hand. The Bible says that the government of the world is on the shoulder of Jesus. I will commit thy government into his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Now watch this in verse 22. And the key of the house of David. This is the king talking. The key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. Wow. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue. All vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even to the vessels of flagons. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed, there's coming a day, and be cut down and fall. And the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Lord has spoken it. That's very prophetic of the difference in the Jewish age and the uh, Gentile age or the church age that we are living in today. But what I want you to see right here is how God is speaking very powerfully, uh, almost uh, in exact book of Revelation words. He's talking right here and he's saying that the key of the house of David, the key of the house of David. He said, and I will put upon him, I will lay upon his shoulder the key of the house of David. King David in the Bible, of course, was known and is known today uh, as the man who is after God's own heart, the Bible says. And God used his kingdom as a type of, of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God that is coming and is here that we are in today. When you get born again, you get birthed into his kingdom, the Bible says. But there are interesting things right here. He says, there is a man that I am going to raise up. I'm going to equip him correctly. 
And he is going to have the key to the house of David. And he's going to open doors that no one can open. And he will shut doors that no man can shut. Listen, those are powerful, powerful statements. I said those are extremely powerful statements. But because God is not talking here just about the history of Israel. He's prophetically, these are divine words speak, spoken to us if we can hear what the Spirit of God is saying, especially when He repeats them later on. Then we begin to understand the correlation, the context that He's talking when He uh, pulls some things out of history and writes them for us. And we understand those are divine instructions. Those are divine revelation. Those are things we're supposed to know about. God says, look, I am going to be able to, in today, open doors in your life and close doors that are kingdom doors, that are kingdom openings, and no one's going to be able to stop those things when it takes place. God knows how to open the door of blessings. Jesus himself is called the door. Come on, shout door. He's called the door. Can you think about that just for a moment with me? Doors are real important. Uh, it, it, at our house, we have a lot of rooms in this, this house that I built 20-something years ago, almost 25 years ago, Th this home that I built. And inside of that place, uh, you can go through one door and you're, you're just coming out of a little hallway and you, you suddenly go into that door and there's a bedroom and a bathroom right over there. But you know, if you're outside that door, and uh, you need to go to that bathroom? If that door is locked, you better find another place. We also have trees out in the front yard. No, I'm not going to say that. Because all it takes, it, here's that door jam, you know. You just go from there to right there. And whatever you need is inside. Or you can stay right out here. You can be so close to your answer. And there's a door that's got you stopped. He said, and I have that key. I've given it to him. Isaiah says, and I'm going to fasten him like a nail. Can I just remind you that when Jesus was crucified for you and me, that the, the, the original key holder, come on, he is the door and he's the key. They fastened him there. And then there was a day, the Bible says, when that would be taken down. And he was taken down. But three days later, ooh, hallelujah. Keys are very uh, necessary. In Matthew 16, 19, the Bible says, uh, Jesus is talking to Peter. Peter said, "Why well, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Peter said, "Flesh and uh, Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't tell you that. But my father, which is in heaven, and on that revelation, I will build my kingdom. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then he said, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He said, if you understand that Jesus is the prophesied Messiah, the Christ, the Redeemer. He said, if you really know that, he said, flesh and blood won't tell you that. I can say it to you, but uh, you'll have to have that revelation that comes from God. He said, flesh and blood doesn't reveal that to you but my Father which is in heaven. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I'll build my kingdom on that revelation, he said. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Oh, there's not a door that hell can shut. 
to keep the kingdom of God from manifesting in your life. Jesus has the keys. There, there was a guy, uh, when I was growing up, my father had a, a, a large laundry and dry cleaner. He was a pastor, but he had to feed seven kids. So he had a large laundry and dry cleaner that he was part owner with. He had a partner in that. And we had a gentleman there. His last name was Carter. He loved God. He was a spirit-filled man. He loved the Lord. And I remember Brother Carter, uh, who was like a, a, he wasn't a night watchman, but he was the night shift especially in the washeteria and, and all of those things. And he always made sure everything was cleaned up. But he always had this thing of keys. I mean, he had this ring full, full of keys. He had a key to every door in that place. I mean, he was the key man in the, in the, in the company. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Here at the church, we have a young man that has been on staff here for about 15 years or more. Uh, his name is Angel. Thank God we have, we have an angel. In our, in our maintenance and custodial, overseas custodial maintenance. And uh, an angel has the keys to every door in this place. He's got keys that I don't have. Oh, I promise you, he's got keys to everything. And, and every time uh, I need to get into a door, if I don't have a certain key with me, I have to call on angels just to get in the doors of the church. Somebody just used an amen. Thank you. And uh, he's got those keys. Listen, uh, the person that has all the keys, that's an important person. Uh, they're, they're true. They're faithful. They're trustworthy. How many of you are glad that Jesus has all the keys? Can I get a better amen? Come on. And the Bible says he is true. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. And whatever the Father tells him to do, the Bible says Jesus does it. He said, I don't do anything that my Father doesn't tell me. Uh, how many of you are glad when you go before the Father in the name of Jesus, the Bible says you can ask what you will, and the Bible says God will just open that door. Amen. Jesus has all of those keys. He has the key to healing. He is Jehovah Rapha. Come on. He has the key to provision. He is Jehovah Jireh. He has the key to your peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. And when you call upon him, get ready for the door to open. Yeah. Listen to these keys. Let me tell you about some of the keys because it's pretty interesting in the scriptures uh, when the Bible talks about all of those keys. Go ahead and help me, bro. Uh, just a little bit because I, I see people right now are wanting the key to their Mercedes. <laughs> Listen, the Bible says of Jesus, come on, shout Jesus. Yeah. Matthew 16, 19, he has the keys to the kingdom. You don't get saved outside of Him. He is the door. His name is the key. And all of the other blessings are tied to the key ring. In the name of Jesus, healing door opens. In the name of Jesus, provision, supply, prosperity opens. In the name of Jesus, favor Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, that hard-headed husband of yours gets saved, turned on, filled with the Holy Ghost, and starts quoting Scripture every day in the house. And you're like freaking out like, did you have to get that saved? Sure. In the name of Jesus. 
He has that on his shoulder, the Bible says, the key to the house of David. Giant killing, grace receiving, prospering, whole kingdoms, 30-something kingdoms he wiped out around him that were trying to destroy Israel. Oh, my goodness. Victory key. He has that. Matthew 16, 19 talks about the keys to the kingdom. Luke eleven five, 5, the Bible says that Jesus, listen, has the key of knowledge. Oh, come on, let it sink in your spirit. Do you just need some understanding? Lord, I, I don't know what to do in a time like this. How about seek God? And listen, and then act on it. Then act on it. The Bible says in, in, in Revelations 1.18, oh, I love this when somebody get ready to shout, Jesus has the keys to death and hell. Amen. That means that means the devil can't just open up hell and throw you in it. That means you have to reject Jesus to go to hell. Or accept Him and go to heaven. How about Revelation 3, 7? We just read it. He has the key of David. It's fastened. It's secure. And it will always be that way. That's what that word means. He's like a nail fastened in a sure place. Listen to this one. In, in Revelation 9, verse 1, it says that he has the key to the bottomless pit. Oh my goodness. You know who goes in the bottomless pit? The Bible says there's coming a day at the end of the millennium that God is going to unlock the bottomless pit and throw Satan and all of the fallen demons into that lake of fire. You say, I want the devil to go back to hell where he came from today. Well, this is his realm he can work in. He does have that authority. But you can bind him and get him out of your life and take authority over him against your life and all of his works of darkness when he tries to come against you if you know the key. Come on, shout his name out loud. Jesus. Come on, shout it three times. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's Jesus. That's why we come before the Father in the name of Jesus. That's why you can be sitting in a restaurant and people can be talking about Muhammad and Buddha and do all that. But you let somebody with a, a just, just say the name of Jesus out loud. Every head in there is like, like one of those, what, E.F. Hutton, one of those uh, commercials. Everybody's head just pops around. Like, what, what? <laughs> that name has spiritual authority even when it's not being used correctly. That's why we don't in any way blaspheme or use the name of the Lord in vain, which means improperly. A name's powerful. Uh, the scripture says in chapter 20 and verse 11 of Revelation, it says he has the key to the abyss. Ooh. I think I'll talk about the lake of fire, bottomless pit, the abyss, all of those things in another 
message, the Bible says, where God gave us a little bit of light in the Scripture about what's going to take place in eternity for those that do not know Him. Eternity is a long time. It's a powerful thought. Uh, the word door right there, it's the word T-H-U-R-O or U-R-E-O, thurio. And it means a passageway or it could mean a gate or a door that you go through normally implying a place of importance. A thurio. Uh, the Bible says that uh, there, and let me just say this in Revelations 3, uh, 7 and 8, it says that He has the key of David. He opens that door and no man can stop Him and He shuts the door. The word shut is the exact same word as the word key. Ooh, I like what I'm about to say. I know where I'm going with this. I just heard it in my spirit. The Greek word is the word K-L-E-I-S, kleis, for the word key, kleis. We get the English word key from that. But also, when he wrote this, Ram, it's the same word for the word shut. And it says that God uses that key to open, and He uses that key to lock back too. It says, I'm on this side. Jesus is my Lord. I've stepped through the door of salvation. And the Bible says, click, I just shut you into the kingdom of God, and no man can open that back up. Oh, no, you missed it, but I got it. Oh, hallelujah. Said, I open it and I cleese, I also lock it. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 16, 9, the apostle Paul wants to minister powerfully. He says, an effectual door of utterance, doors, the same word right there. It's been opened to me. The same word. 2 Corinthians 2.12, he says, there is a door of influence, a door of understanding that is being opened. There's a powerful one. He says, I'm preaching the gospel. You know, God has to open a door. I wish I had time to talk about some of the experiences and the miraculous ways God has opened a door at 601 Delaney Road in, in Lamarck, Texas. Salute! Someplace right here that God has opened doors miraculously. It's amazing. God has to open those doors. Colossians 4, 3, uh, Paul says, I, a, a door has been opened to me to speak the mysteries of Christ. Look, there's a lot of people trying to kick that door open and prophesy this and prophesy that. I prophesy that we are not yet in the end times. Look, what two-thirds of these guys are prophesying today, I'm not saying they don't love Jesus, but you better listen to your pastor right now. They're talking about things that happened during the tribulation period. And before the tribulation period begins, the rapture of the church will take place. You're here, I'm here, millions of others are here. The rapture hadn't taken place. They may be types and shadows, but honey, you're not in the end times yet. Now, when you leave this planet uh, and the rapture takes place, you're at the end time, seven years start, then a thousand years, a millennial reign, and then the end will come. But you and I are in the harvest season right now. You better open your eyes and get that spirit of fear off of you. Oh my God, I'm afraid that, that it, the world is just going to be destroyed. Going, well, just because things are going bad, things have always gone bad. Now it's political. Now there, there's war. There's actually biological warfare going on. I better be careful what I say. We're in a war right now. 
There's another world power trying to take it over and, and weaken us in many other places. Sorry if you don't believe it, you're just wrong. I'll wait till we get to heaven and God will tell you I was right and you're wrong. But look, it's important to get this. Look, the world's not about to come to an end. Look me in the face. I don't get enough amens when I tell the truth sometimes. The world's not about to come to an end. You're either going to miss the door that God and the opportunity that God's given us to live for Him in this hour more than ever before. The world will someday come to an end. But honey, as long as the rapture of the church hadn't taken place, the world isn't coming to an end. I'm blessing the Lord with all my heart. So get Get Fox News and CNN and all of the doomsday speakers out of your religion. Get it out of your theology. Listen, be aware. Don't be dumb. Be aware of the hour we're living in, but be spiritually aware according to the Word of God. This will pass. You're going to be here. And I'm not going to let them humiliate and belittle our intelligence, much less our spiritual understanding by causing the onslaught and the bombardment of things that are not good news, but are being sold every six minutes by three minutes of multi-million dollar marketing. Knowing that fear attracts, sensationalism attracts. If it bleeds, it leads. Y'all understand? How about if you read you lead. Understand the hour right now. God has given great opportunities to men and women. Business opportunities. Financial opportunities. Witnessing soul winning expansion opportunities. And we're so wondering what's going to happen next. Listen, how many of you glad that the kingdom of God never goes in bankruptcy? There's no shortage of bread in his kingdom. And he has the key to understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. You can ask God to speak to you and help you in this time. Because there are a lot of voices that are bombarding us. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going way out there. Sorry. This defies your latest prophet. You're not in the end times yet. Not the way they're talking about. Nope. You're going to live a long life. You're going to live to be a very old person by the grace of God. It's soul winning time. It's occupy. It's business time. Occupy till he comes. Yes, it's awkward. Some of the things we have to deal with, use wisdom in those. That's why we pray. Your kids are going to grow up. They're going to get married. They're going to have kids. You're going to see your grandkids unless the rapture takes place. And if the rapture takes place, God's got something even better for every one of them in heaven. You'll never miss what you don't ever have when the rapture takes place. Somebody take a big, deep breath and a sigh of relief. Oh my God, my pastor said, it's not about to all be over. No, it's all beginning right now. Now look, if I'm wrong about this, when the rapture takes place, you know, like today at six o'clock or something, on the way up, I'll tell you, missed it on that one. Sure, I'm glad I'm in the front load, though, that's for sure. But I'm telling you straight up right now, you're not in the end time yet. I, I prophesy that every person in here, through health and grace of God, timing of the Lord, you'll live to be an old person. Sure. But there's coming a day when He'll call us home. I'm watching, I'm ready. 
Listen, I'm not living my life for the rapture. I'm living my life to serve God. And if the rapture takes place, shikamosai, let's fly. You know what I'm talking about? Otherwise, we better get busy about the kingdom business because hell is the master of deception and the master of distraction. But Jesus is true. He's faithful. He cannot tell a lie. And He holds the keys. I wish I could preach two hours. Would you stand on your feet with me right now and just maybe raise your hands to the Lord? And I'm going to ask you for the next 30 seconds to lift your voice in prayer and begin to thank God for His presence, for His Word. Thank Him for a comfort that can only come from Him, a joy that's unexplainable but full of glory. Come on, lift your hands and begin to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank You, God, for Your presence today. I thank You for our friends and our church family and our guests that are viewing and watching online today. Lord, I thank You that You're you're not about to call us home today. But we'll be ready that day when you do call us home. But we will work while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. Lord, open our eyes. Give us the key to understanding. Lord, I thank you that we can step inside the door of joy and peace and righteousness, health and healing, prosperity, opportunities today. And as a pastor on the authority of Jesus' name over this house and our friends that are viewing today, I bind the spirit of fear. Go from their life. Holy Spirit, let the spirit of truth, faithfulness, righteousness, the robe of your joy, God, let it it clothe this house today. Clothe this house. Let the voice of the doomsdayers, let it become very weak. And let the voice of revival. Father, let it accelerate. Open our eyes. Open our understanding. Lord, we'll be like Nehemiah's men. We will work on the wall. And we'll do the work of the kingdom with the other hand. One hand serving you continually. One hand taking care of business. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit like the sons of Ishakar, to discern the time that we are living in today. Lord, we know it's not time to leave this planet yet, but you know that. You hold that time. So witness to us today. Thank you for signs. Thank you for indications in the Scriptures. But thank you, Lord, for us knowing in the day we live in that Jesus is Lord and He has the keys. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good Word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, Men and women I found are so generous when the Word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So 
Text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.